1: Thirty-something movie podcast, and I—I I just took way too big of a drink of my glass of scotch here. <laughs> that was. <laughs>
2: but is there is there really a such thing?
1: Just now, yes, there was. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> it, it needed to be sipped. It needed to be sipped, and I accidentally did not sip it there from it. There, there's still a little bit left, but I accidentally did not sip that one. So, it's um, this is gonna be this gonna be a fun episode of Miller's Crossing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Super. <laughs> Grand. Great. Wonderful. Sit down. All right. We're
2: going to talk Miller's Crossing. I think we should all try to do our best Gabriel Byrne Irish
0: uh... accent. Yeah. Which was his original accent? Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he yeah. didn't have to use an accent for no, this No, he did not.
1: Yeah. Right. Albert Finney and, and uh, Gabriel Byrne both. Yeah. 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 Man, there's a lot of bullets in this movie.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that one scene. I mean, we're not even. We haven't even done the intro to this show yet, but I'm already getting into the episode. Um, uh, that one scene where he walks out of the house and he's got the gun and he's so, just firing away. I mean, he is like that's that, that is stormtrooper level missing stuff.
0: I know. Mm-hmm. That uh, that that Tommy gun. That, you know, you've heard of the bottomless basket of fries, uh-huh, you know, yeah. that that was the bottomless <laughs> that was the bottomless <laughs> drum of ammunition. Oh, I, I mean, it was I, I kind of thought that and I didn't want to be that guy, but mm-hmm. I, I thought that, too. He's just sitting there walking out the street. Just. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. All it you was, can uh, all you can eat bullets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, good stuff. All right. Well, so anyway, this one is uh, it's episode number 307 Miller's Crossing. Uh, we spoil stuff, so be warned iTunes Review, if uh, iTunes or wherever you do your podcast, if you want to leave us a review, we would really, really appreciate that. Um, We want to get back to being at least number one or number two in New Zealand because that's exciting. Um, And then visit our website, 30podcast.com. That's got all the different ways you can find our show, find our old episodes. It's got our voicemail, phone number line, uh, all that good stuff. So head over to 30podcast.com. We did talk last episode about how I was already pretty crazy and starting to put together the list of 1991 movies so when Mm -hmm. i do put that list out there for voting i probably will have a google form that goes up on our website so that'll be another place to check that out i will also throw that out to the different uh social media accounts that we have and whatnot so if you want to find us on social media we are typically three zero podcast twitter instagram facebook all those places so feel free to find us on twitter and Gram us on Instagram and hit us on the face and whatever. I feel like there's a lot of hitting on the face in this movie too.
0: And it all makes that clapping sound.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's a real, and and you know what? And nary a bruise in sight. Yeah. 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 Gabriel Byrne is, is basically Superman in this movie. Yeah. He, he is getting beat up Mm -hmm. frequently. Is it now? So here's a question. Um, Do you think it's the alcohol? Like, does that keep him from bruising? Is, is he preserved in some way that that allows I, him to heal faster or not feel pain?
2: You're saying he may be pickled. That's, That's what I'm wondering.
1: Is he pickled?
2: <laughs> That's good. I, like I,
1: I, I don't know.
0: I stopped asking. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to stop asking about. This.
1: And frankly, you guys it. are just uh, uh, once again, you know, so for anybody who's been listening to our podcast, you know that we tend to kind of digress into food is kind of our you know that that's our natural state um yes. already we haven't even started the episode and you've already mentioned a bottomless basket of fries you've already mentioned pickles so now i'm just hungry and and we got to talk about a movie Mm-hmm. okay i just i want to make sure nobody else saw a problem with that
0: right i just okay. i'm hungry too okay all right I, you know that's just, why i'm gonna sure. be that's why, you know, I'm gonna pick another Martin Scorsese movie to watch tonight, like okay. I did last week after last episode. There I'm gonna go. have a bottomless
2: basket of fries.
1: There you go. I, I may go watch Best of Both Worlds again. Fire. I'm gonna get
2: back to my uh, Deep Space Nine rewatch. Oh, there you go. Just started season seven.
1: Okay. Ah uh,
0: dang it. Okay, so I'm watching Star Trek tonight. <laughs> I'm watching Star Trek tonight.
1: Well, see, that's the thing is I don't remember. There's still a whole bunch of um, the Deep Space Nine episodes that I do not remember. And I did a rewatch a few years ago. Actually, Pat, I think it was when you were going through and maybe yeah. re- rewatching them on Netflix. I had started to go through and rewatch them, too. and But there's still a bunch. It, it, because I think I rewatched them on Netflix, It they all kind of blur together. A little bit, and so I, I have trouble remembering. Oh, yeah, that was this episode, and and this one was this episode, and um, I, mm-hmm. I just remember kind of like the the high points and the storylines, and it. right, right. I don't know that I want to go back and rewatch it now. And I we're giving them free advertising again, but uh, the Greatest Generation podcast. It's more fun mm-hmm. for me to listen to their show having not watched the episode.
0: Right, right. Because right. So when they're describing yeah. things,
1: it's like, oh
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: right, right. Yeah, I, it's more funny to me if I can only vaguely remember who the unpopular X Men are. Right. Uh, and, then, and then go from there. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's just funny reading their, like, the little preview or synopsis of their episode because, like, the stuff they're referencing, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. who they're talking about. Right. Here's the
2: news.
1: Not a whole lot of news right now. I know movie theaters are starting to open back up again and um, we're getting a little bit here and there about some different movies. You know, things have obviously been pushed back almost a year. Um, you know, Pat, I know we're, we're, we're very disappointed that uh, you, you've got the Top Gun background on your Zoom right now. I um, know. We're very disappointed that one got pushed back. Did it officially get pushed back to next year? I think Top Gun did. Okay. I, I
0: think Top Gun Maverick did. Uh, um, okay.
1: Greyhound is coming. I think Greyhound is coming out on Apple TV plus in like a couple it's, weeks.
0: Yeah. Ju- July. Okay,
1: Yeah. July's yeah. July is gonna a, coming up. July is going to be a good one because we got uh, Hamilton is coming out on Disney plus. Yeah, right. And buddy. It, did you? <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard. Um, Sharon told me about uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was interviewed. Um, yeah. And there are three F words. In, yeah. in the Hamilton musical. And yeah. in order for it to stay PG-13, and, and one of the three is just like, it's kind of the sound of the first two letters. He never actually finishes it. Um, right. It's in the song um, uh, Say No to This. Mm-hmm. And and he has a line where he starts to say it, but then stops before finishing it. And in order to keep it PG-13 on Disney+, Plus, they had to remove the other two. So they had mm-hmm. to edit out the other two. And so his line was, he's like, I literally gave two... To get this streaming.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, looking forward to as, that one. As long as the line in there, you ought to, you got to be out of your yeah. – <laughs> that's the greatest so, – as long as that's still in it, yeah, whatever.
1: You know, I was about to quote another one, but I was like, no, nope, can't do that one. We are recording. I, we are recording, yeah. Um, well, that and I, we've got when, – when we first got the, the Hamilton CD, we just – we it, it was on in the car all the time. And, and okay. Sharon and I were listening to it. We were memorizing all the words. We were singing all the songs. And, and the kids were still kind of little. And we're like, you know what? Oh, I really want to listen to this. But we can't listen to this in the car. And I can't do my usual, like, turn the sound down real fast. Turn the sound down real fast. Like, there's a few too many things in here that we're going to be constantly. I can't drive and constantly keep turning the sound down on certain words in this. So I actually took the time. I went through every song. And I actually took out anything that you know, was, like, remotely swearing of any kind i'm like good i've now got a kid-friendly version of hamilton i can throw in the car and that's what we've always listened to um Mm -hmm. and and so one of the kids was like why is there a big deal like there's no swearing in hamilton i was like well because because daddy because daddy took a couple of hours and went through and took it out of every song so that's why for you there's no swearing in hamilton right no but looking forward to seeing that one all right well this time around we've got miller's crossing this one came out on the 22nd of september 1990 rated r with a runtime of one hour and 55 minutes directed by joel cohen who also did raising arizona what we're saying is the institution had no had nothing else to uh oh i just messed it up the institution had nothing else to offer us there we go uh also did the big lebowski Creep can roll, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer on that one was his brother Ethan Cohen. Did Fargo and Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Writers were Joel Cohen, Ethan Cohen, and uh, I believe the novels um, that this was based off of were written by Dashiell Hammett. Uh, he died in 1961. Cohen brothers also wrote Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and Hammett wrote The Maltese Falcon. Uh, cinematography was done by Barry Sonnenfeld, who also did Men in Black, Wild Wild West, and Get Shorty. Music was done by Carter Burwell, uh, who also did Fargo, uh, Twilight, and the three billboards outside of. What was the. I I wrote dot, dot, dot. I was trying to remember what that is, Ebbing, Missouri. That one? Yes, three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Budget for this one was 14 million. Box office was 5 million, so did not work a lot at the box office. Flick Metrics gives it an 80%, and CinemaScore gives it a C minus. Uh, Gabriel Byrne played Tom Reagan. He was in The Usual Suspects and The Man in the Iron Mask. Marcia Gay Harden played Verna. She was in Mystic River and Into the Wild. John Turturro played Bernie Birnbaum. He was in O oh Brother Where Art Thou and Barton Fink. John Polito played Johnny Casper. He was in The Crow, The Big Lebowski, and The Rocketeer. J.E. Freeman, who died in 2014, played Eddie Dane. He was in Wild at Heart. One of our favorite movies, Pat, Wild at Heart. Loved it. Loved it. It was great, the whole thing. I I wish Wild at Heart would have been treated the same way the heart was treated in Temple of Doom. I Yeah. Yep. Tear it out, burn it up. Um, Patriot Games was another one he was in. Albert Finney played Leo. He was in Aaron Brockovich and the 1974 version of Murder on the Orient Express. Mike Starr, who was in our movie last week when we did um, Goodfellas, he played Frankie. He was in Uncle Buck and Dumb and Dumber. Al Mancini, who died in 2007, played Tic Tac. He was in Falling Down and The Dirty Dozen. Tom Toner, who died in 2015, uh, played O'Duel. He was in The Hudsucker Proxy and Splash. And Steve Buscemi played Mink. He was in Fargo and Reservoir Dogs.
0: From the makers of Blood Simple and Raising Arizona, a world where nothing is what it seems to be. Leo, is he still the boss?
2: day i back down from a fight casper's welcome to the rackets this town and my place at the table
0: casper can he muscle in
2: i'm sick i've taken a strap from you leo and i'm sick of a high hat tom would he sell out a friend you shouldn't be confronting jenny casper that's what i've been trying to tell you i can still trade body blows with any man in this town except you tom and verna verna is she leo's girl
0: what did you tell leo
2: Told him you were a tramp and he should dump you. I want everybody to be friends. You, me, Leo, the Dane. You know who I am?
0: The Dane. Has he got it figured? You dumping Leo for the guy who put a bullet in your brother? Bernie. Will he turn the tables? Don't smart me.
2: I want to watch you squirm. I want to see you sweat a little. All you got to do to show your friend
0: is give me Bernie Burn. Bern.
2: Tell me you can't do this. You don't bump guys. It's not right Tom I can't stop Two of us have faced worse odds Never without reason I thought you said you didn't care about Leo I said we were through It's not the same thing I'm talking about friendship I'm talking
0: about character I'm talking about Ethics Finney, Gabriel Byrne, Marcia Gay Harden, John Turturro.
2: I can't die out here in the woods like a dumb animal. I can't die.
0: He's still alive. You expect me to believe you? No. It's you all over time. Alive and no heart.
2: No one. Is what they seem to be. Up is down. Black is white. At Miller's Crossing.
1: All right, well that trailer doesn't really give you the feel for what this movie is going to be at all. (laughs) It's, It's like, it gives you kind of like the, the kind of. Well, because a Cohen brothers movie, I think there is a, a lot of different. A Cohen brothers movie is like an onion; as you peel back the layers, um, I think a piece of their movies is you have, you do have some very sweet moments, some drama, some of the, But then in a movie like this, you've also got like Goodfellas levels of violence. Yeah, and that trailer does not prepare you at all. Um, you know, when I was trying to introduce, because I had only watched, I kind of had watched the trailer. But then I'd read like a real quick little description of the movie without giving too much away. Um, And when we sat down to watch this, I told Sharon, I said, well, it's a Coen Brothers movie. We really like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And and there was maybe like one or two of their others that we really liked. I I think, you know, she had seen Fargo a few times before. And um, so we're like, hey, well, it's a Coen Brothers movie. So it'll be pretty good. And um, yeah, that trailer and the short description that I read did not really prepare us for, um, you know, some of the intensities of this movie. Yeah. So there was a, there was, there was, there was a little bit more to it than, than what the trailer led us to believe. But uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask our first question a different way um, based on, uh, based on a line that kept getting repeated in this movie, instead of asking you the one word or phrase <laughs> that sums this up for you, I'm just going to ask you guys and you, you interpret this question however you want to get us started. Hey uh, Pat, what's the rumpus?
0: What's the rumpus? Love that question. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know what's going on. I kind of felt, I, I like the scenes. I like the character. I really liked the music. I thought that the, the music was, was, was very, um, it, it was a great melody. I liked the instrumentation of it. I liked that it had a little you know, Celtic touches to it. Um, but I gotta be honest with you. I think the music aided or added to the confusion because it it kind of had this music like it was like this uplifting sort of like plucky with a p plucky kind of you're not going to keep me down I'm going to pull myself up from my bootstraps by my bootstraps kind of a thing to it and it it I think I was confused as to who the Gabriel Byrne character really was and I think that music didn't help I think that music kind of confused me. And as I was watching, I'm like, okay, I know what's going on in this scene. All right. Now I know what's going on with this scene. I, but I don't know why these scenes are fitting together. Like, and, and for some reason I just could not keep track of all the characters. And I'm like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Well, Oh, who are they referencing? Why are they like, why are we doing this? And then, you know, okay, we've, obviously we're a spoiler podcast and all that kind of thing. So everyone knows, but like the John Turturro character, I mean, then he's pleading for his life and they were playing that little, I think they were playing that music that was like, Oh, you know, he's going to find a way to keep him alive. Well, he offs him in the end. And the, and the, and the music never seemed to fit. Like it, the music is kind of like you play that when, Oh, they, this guy found a way to rise up against all odds and triumph in the end. Or, You know, they're all walking home because, you know, the gal stole the car. We're all walking home together. You know, it's almost like the end of Jaws. Spoilers for Jaws. But, you know, the end of Jaws when they're all kind of paddling in on the barrel, you know, well, not all of them, but the two of them, they're, and and they're, they're paddling in on on the barrel. And, uh, you know, they're, look what we overcame and we're going to somehow make it in and, you know, hoo ah kind of thing. And it was like, uh, that was what the music was asking for in this, but you didn't really get that from the movie. And then I think about it and I'm like, I don't really even know what was accomplished. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, and I don't even know what that main character was supposed to be. I mean, he could take a punch and he could, uh, uh, manipulate people to an extent before they saw through it. And then. Back to, you know, he could take a punch. Took
2: um, a lot of punches.
0: Yeah. But, but why? Like, I, like I, a, like d- a Weeble you, Wobble. Yeah. Does he, does he like just hang back and manipulate people? I, 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 but I, what was his big plan? Like, I, I, you know, Pat, I don't, I,
1: Pat, I got to say, I'm be- done. No, I'm no, done. No, Sorry. You're, you're good. I, I got to say, though, before, before we start to answer that question, um, I really thought you were going to say, "Hey, spoiler alert for the end of Jaws: the shark did it." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, kind of what I was right. hoping for, but I, you know what? You, what you also said that was good too. That was good too.
0: That well, okay, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. It's it's a beautiful day here on Amity <laughs> Island, and the beaches are open. The important thing is the beaches are open.
1: The important thing is the restaurants have outdoor seating, and the, oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry, that's that's not from Jaws, is it? Yep. Yeah. The important thing the important thing is, is we'll be open by Easter. <laughs> we've defeated the virus. <laughs> we've defeated the shark.
0: Oh, I am I'm now
1: gonna name we've the coronavirus. We've jumped the shark, what? we've jumped the shark. Yes, we've jumped the shark. We've yes. Um I'm gonna rename the coronavirus Bruce. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <Yeah>. Name's Bruce. <laughs> yeah, Bruce. <laughs> oh, you know what? We went through the entire episode of Goodfellas last time, and you never did the Jeff Mazuka Bobby D line. Bobby D I know we'll have to edit that back in
0: oh, <laughs> Ask, you know what
1: that. you know what um no I'm just going to record you saying it a few more times and then I'm going to okay. put it I'm going to put it together like how would they auto-tune some of those songs together sure. I'm going to find a way to auto-tune you singing something about Bobby D
0: and I'll just say anything you know if there's yeah somehow just yeah or a bazooka have him call the love line I'm just be yeah. like what'd you think of Goodfellas Bobby D Bobby D Bobby D was great in that flick. Yeah.
1: Dang. All right. Well, All Bo. Right. Uh, before we get into Pat's question of what was Gabriel Byrne doing in this movie, like what what was the point, uh, Bo? What's the rumpus?
2: I, I I I would love to reiterate everything Pat just said. <laughs> no. Um, Pat and I <laughs> some great stuff.
1: So like, you're pulling a so you're pulling a ghost, and you're just going with the ditto. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Kind
2: of like there is so much happening with so many different people and it got hard to follow at one point. And I've seen this before mm-hmm. and I know oh. the story and I was like, wait a minute. Did I already miss the, Oh no, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. But it, at one point I, I found myself doubting my memory of the movie <laughs> because okay. of what was going on. I was like, wait a minute. He's supposed to be dead. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. The, the intentionality of what was happening was hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like um, sometimes the James Bond movie can feel like this. The movie's over, but it's not because there's a whole nother half an hour because something's about to go wrong. And you're like, Oh my God, what, what now? It, it, it sort of felt like that at times too even though it wasn't that long because it really wasn't for a mob movie it was pretty short
0: <laughs> yeah
2: um yeah. i yeah it was hard to get through um this time and I don't know really why I don't know because I'm not saying I've loved the movie but I have seen it before and i I don't remember being is confused but I suppose that's because I I was in the middle of watching it and I was thinking about what was happening more than just watching just a lot happening
0: yeah I think I need to give it a rewatch and really pay attention I mean because that's what I thought is like maybe am I am I my mind wandering I mean you know
2: the, the decisions the characters made seemed unmotivated they seemed to just happen and we've just come off a couple of movies that were well written well directed and well designed and you knew why a person was doing something you may not have agreed with it plenty of other things you could say but you knew why this person was doing these things um we just talked about uh, Goodfellas and how they were able to take that uh, the courtship and condense it into a couple of quick montages, and you knew what yeah. was happening and why it was happening. And this movie could have used maybe another ten minutes to tell me why. Yeah. Why, John? Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, John. Let us know.
2: What's the rumpus? All
0: right. What's the
1: rumpus? <clears throat> The Rumpus is the same thing you guys have said. It's it's pretty much, we were watching this movie, and this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. We were watching this movie, and I'm trying to follow along, but I'm also, admittedly, I'm also kind of taking notes for the podcast while I'm watching. Um, ideally, I, almost I
2: would. We'll see the scorecard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, and then, so so I'm writing something down, and and Sharon's going, wait. Wait, so wait did mink shoot the guy did they say mink shot the guy i thought the other guy shot the guy wait isn't that guy dead like it was kind of the same thing bo you were saying it's like wait a minute isn't that guy dead or who is this guy or they... aren't and you the... dead right <clears throat> and so that was kind of like, and i was i looked up i was like I, I, no i think that I, and then i kind of rambled for about you know five or ten seconds i was like I ram- uh but uh, it, 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 honestly i don't know <laughs> honestly I, I i really don't know um so, yes, it was it was a little bit hard to follow other than, like, the three main – well, other than, like, the three or four main characters. You know, you had Johnny Casper. You had Leo. You had, um, um, you know, you had uh, Gabriel Burns character. You had Verna. Um, you know, other than those, I was kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Who's, who's – have we even met Bernie yet? Like, they keep talking about Bernie. I don't even think we've met Bernie yet. Right. Yeah. And, I, and so I think it's kind of like, well – and I did read a couple of things. It,
2: maybe it needed less characters.
1: Maybe well, maybe. Top. I mean, we're, we're not at like Game of Thrones level characters here, so it shouldn't no, be that complicated. True. But, um, I, yeah, it was just, I think I think part of it was, because I, I had read this article on this movie after watching it, and they were saying, you know, one of the things about this movie is it really, even if it's not the most well-written movie that the Coens did, um it still does a great job of bringing in some of the like mafia gangster movie tropes. So like if oh, you yeah. wanted if you wanted to have a movie that really tries to hit on all the different things and in some ways make fun of them or some ways kind of twist them a little bit, it really does everything that any other kind of like mafia gangster movie would do but just in a slightly different way, you know? So that's why you've got kind of some of the hyper violence for things. That's why you've got the, you know, the very first scene of the movie is you've got this little guy coming into basically what's the Godfather, you know, asking him for a favor. Um, So you've got all these little bits and pieces that if you're, if you're paying tribute to gangster movies, then yes, you're kind of hitting all those beats, but it's also got the quirkiness of a Coen brothers movie. And I'm not sure that the way it's written, it hits the, let's honor the genre of gangster movies while also telling a gangster drama about two friends and put in some of our quirky humor at the same time. And I'm not sure that all three of those things really mesh together. Because to to me, this movie is about, this movie is not even necessarily a gangster movie. Um, It's a movie about these two friends. I think it's a movie about Gabriel Byrne's character who is friends with Leo. So Tom and Leo. And I, to me, it's really about, I think, Tom trying to protect Leo from the situation that he's gotten himself into. And mm-hmm. he's got this kind of convoluted plan on how he's going to protect him, you know, protecting him by basically becoming his enemy and using that as a way to keep him safe. And I, and, and that's kind of where I got lost. So I, I can see, I can see the little, like, trail of breadcrumbs of maybe what they were trying to do. The problem is they threw those breadcrumbs out in the middle of like a, a giant aviary. Yeah. And, and the birds ate half the breadcrumbs <laughs> and you can't follow. Yeah. I'm a, I'm going to say something here. I'm say a, it. I'm a pancake.
0: I'm a pancake guy. Preach it. Oh, we're, I'm a pancake guy. Okay. More food. And, and I don't eat them all the time. Yeah. But when I do love pancakes, mm-hmm. right? Love pancakes. and, my dad and obviously my wife and actually Dominic's getting really good at making pancakes too. And a whole thing they can make blueberry pancakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. They're really good. Good stuff. And then I'm trying to learn to cook and bake and do all these different things and all that. And I mean, some things I'm better at something. I know baking is supposed to be really hard. You know, anytime you're making like, you know, those types of things. And when I, make the pancakes my problem is I'm like oh man I don't I want to put like a quart of blueberries in each pancake right so I take the entire thing of blueberries and I put them in and then I read about you like
1: you like your blueberries with a side of pancakes
0: yeah and then I'm like oh well look at this I can take the butter out and then I can cook it with applesauce and that's going to change oh and then I can do and I try all these things and then I tried all of it and then it doesn't work it doesn't come out and then i get mad and tammy's like well see here's what you got you know you got it's an experiment you got to be patient and you can't put a quart of blueberries in maybe you can only put a handful you know or something like that and so i think that's what happened with this movie now that you describe it where they like the tropes are the blueberries and like the quirkiness is kind of the substitution like oh and i'm going to sub this other i'm going to take you know the sinister side of these mob movies and put in our quirkiness and they threw it all in there. But, you know, I kind of, you know, in my zest for wanting blueberries and wanting something different, I lost sight of, I got to make a pancake. And that's kind of, I don't want to say they lost sight of, that would be very arrogant because I'm not making movies, but that's kind of what I felt like with this. I mean, there's blueberries in there and that's good. And, you know, I can kind of like stick my finger and eat the batter and that's good, but I kind of lost sight of the pancake somewhere along the way. And even with syrup. I mean, Gabriel Burns, I, I mean, you know, it's just you, Do you get what I'm saying with that? I just I'm a pancake guy, but I just kind of, I lost sight of the pancake. It in the, somewhere in this. The problem
1: is when you use a sports metaphor, it doesn't really make me want to go watch sports, but now I just want to have pancakes.
0: Oh man, I'm hoping.
1: And it's it, I'm hoping pancakes. I, I never thought I'd hear myself say this. It might be too late at night for pancakes.
0: Wait a little bit, it'll be early in the morning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You're I'm sitting? I'm one of
1: those I'm one of those people that like normally I, I don't have any rules when it comes to food clearly, mm-hmm. um but <laughs> but I'm one of those people that like when it's not breakfast time we don't do breakfast. Oh, like, you're not a breakfast for dinner guy. A, no, I see. Really? I used to be. I, I used to be sometimes as a kid, and every now and then it's okay. But sometimes I get really frustrated. Like I can sometimes do breakfast for dinner, but I can't okay. do breakfast for lunch. Oh like once it hits a good
2: eleven fifteen. Yeah. A good eleven fifteen. Omelet is
1: just no. about right, baby. No, mm. no. When it hits, when it's like eleven o'clock, I'm I'm so I'm conditioned to have like a, you know, having been a classroom teacher for years, I'm you conditioned to have a sandwich. I'm, I'm well, I'm conditioned to have lunch at like ten thirty because you know that's when you know <laughs> typical student lunch starts is about ten thirty. So yep, yep, my my yep. other relatives that are like, well, it's like one o'clock, it's time for lunch. Are you kidding? That's dinner time. Yeah, that's, like that's not no. <laughs> And yeah. so I, we we do have some relatives that are like when it's time for lunch they will want to go to we, anybody in the Chicago area we we have some wonderful pancake places one called Walker Brothers uh, yeah. that has very good pancakes yeah. and and very good breakfast items but they don't maybe they do now it's been a while since I've been there but um they uh, they don't tend to have a lot of lunch items at least at the at least at yeah. the one location that we've gone to most and so um, if it's breakfast time and everybody's like Walker Brothers let's go like. I'm there with you. Let's do it. If it's 11 o'clock in the morning and somebody says, hey, let's go to Walker's, Walker Brothers. Don't you don't you put that evil on me? Yeah.
2: Don't you put put that evil on
1: on me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's not. No, that's wrong. That's right. I feel like that was that from uh, was that. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Was that.
0: I, I think so. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> um, so yes, I, I don't know how we got it. Well, we got on the pancake thing because of that. Yes. I agree with your pancake metaphor. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it just didn't, uh, I, I watch with, with my wife and the children, I, I watch the great British baking show mm-hmm. and they make things look very easy. Like I, I yeah. feel like I watch that. And I'm like, are you kidding? I can go in the kitchen and do that right now. No, no. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like this movie, like you just said, this movie is, we tried to mix a whole bunch of things in together. We tried to experiment with, uh, you know, it's it's like watching one of the people in that baking show. It's like they've got, okay, well, I've got my here are my old tried and true things. But I really want this to come out well for the judges. And I really got to distinguish myself from the crowd. So I'm going to throw in something special. I'm going to take a risk and do something I've never done before. Yeah. And that's where you get Miller's Crossing. Right. Miller's Crossing is the risk that did not come out of the oven quite as done as you would have hoped.
0: And and I'm just gonna say it, that theme I love. I love the music is fantastic mm-hmm. in this, but I don't know that it serves what they're trying to do. I gotta be honest, that theme, it sets me up for hopefulness or rising above and I'm repeating myself now, and I apologize. But I just it's it's like the theme the theme doesn't, you know, the theme doesn't gel for what they're trying to do. It's like they put salsa on the pancakes at the very end. Yeah, you know. Also goes in the breakfast burrito, not in the pancakes. It's true. Mm,
2: Breakfast burrito. (laughs) By the way, great egg burrito locally, the Liberty.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. good to know. I have a a former student. Former student, the family, uh, owns there. Yes, 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 they do.
2: And a decent chile-chile student.
1: Okay. Mm. So, yeah, so in this movie, I mean, I think that's – to me, that's what, that's what this movie, that's what the story is trying to do is. And, and that's where I kind of got lost at first in watching this movie is I really think that it's the entire movie is about Tom um, the entire time. He is completely loyal to Leo. Like that mm-hmm. never changes. Even when he goes to work for Johnny Casper and he gets punched many times because he tells Leo that he ended up uh, sleeping with Verna and, um, mm-hmm. I think that the entire time everything he has done has mm-hmm. been in Leo's best interest at least as Tom sees it. Yeah. Even the even the spending the night with Verna, I'm not sure he I, I mean I think it comes out pretty clear. I don't even think he really likes Verna all that much. Mm-hmm. I think that this whole movie is about Leo and Tom. Mm-hmm. And that the only reason that he spends the night with Verna is because he knows strategically he can kind of use that to his advantage later on <clears throat> and so I, that piece to me when it comes out at the very end that that's what he was kind of manipulating through the whole movie I'm like oh okay well that, that's, that's interesting like, it's an mm-hmm. interesting way to do things but um, I think in the telling of it as you guys have both said in the telling of it it gets a little convoluted and it gets a little lost
0: yeah Now, now, and I mean maybe I just got to Get up to a higher level and uh, 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 understand what he was trying to do? Or t- should the filmmakers have kind of maybe made that more clear? Am I a simpleton? I maybe mean, is that my problem? I don't know.
1: No, 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 no. no. It's a good thing that Bo just took a really huge drink. I feel like he was about to say something. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. Just. I'm just here. I'm just a, just a passive observer. I don't, uh, just, just listening. I, I know nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's well, but see, I think of a whole bunch of their other movies, the other movies of theirs that I've seen and that I've really liked, you know, you've got, um, Fargo, you've got, Oh brother, where art thou? Um, you've got big Lebowski. I mean, you've got all these other movies they've made where the storytelling is very clean. It's mm-hmm. very, you know, you can follow what's going on. Even, to a certain degree, I think there are bits and pieces to Big Lebowski that are a little convoluted. However... Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah.
1: However, the way they've written it, I can follow. Like, yeah. it's, it's simple enough that I can follow. It's... it's There's enough substance to it that I can go off on little rabbit trails in the story and be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, look at what they did there. Oh, that's a tie mm-hmm. back to this. And I, But... I think that they've worked out their storytelling. I mean, this is one of their earlier movies. So I think they've worked out their storytelling in those later ones to the point where, you know, I, I could, it's been years since I've seen Oh Brother, where art thou? I could probably repeat back to you like the entire plot of the movie mm-hmm. because I know that movie, like that movie is a clean story. You know, I can follow, I know who the characters are. I know what the purpose is. This one, not so much.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah,
1: a lot of bullets in this movie.
0: That was just going to say, and that was a, a ridiculous, that- a ridiculous amount of ammunition coming out of that. Uh, that was your that whole scene,
1: gun. that whole scene where the house is on fire and he is just blasting all of these shots <laughs> and just and that it, it it goes on. It was almost like was that in um, was that in Hot Shots or Hot Shots part two? Hard two, where. Um, where he's firing and like at the bottom of the screen, it's like telling you that the kill count based on it's like Terminator levels, Robocop level, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Rambo. I kind of felt like that was this, like it was almost a comical amount of gunshots and, and it got to the point where, you know, Sharon and I, we, we, we give it uh, i I'm, I'm a good teacher. I'll give things a little bit of wait time. So uh, I gave the bullets some wait time. And then uh, when I thought that there should be an answer coming, I was like, I turned to Sharon, I was like, um, he's firing a lot of bullets and, uh, he's not hitting the car. I mean, it's not a small car and the people in the car are firing at him. Everybody in this entire scene is a really bad shot. Mm -hmm. And you have that one line in the movie. I I thought that was a, I thought that was a great line. The old man's still an artist with a Thompson. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. Well, we must be talking about somebody different. We're not talking about the. We're not talking about Leo because, you know, if you're talking about him being an artist, he's he's a Jackson Pollock who's missed the entire canvas because he's not hitting nothing.
0: Right up until the very end, when the car hits the tree and blows up. Right. Right.
1: I was like, well, I I was like, well, he can't have hit that. Like I, he seems to have missed a whole bunch. So I don't know if if you know, just a really bad driver, but yeah.
0: And I mean, you know,
1: but it was a in, in in a way, it was a it had the Coen brothers kind of quirky humor. Like it's a gangster movie. You've got a guy coming out of a burning, you've got an old man coming out of a burning house with a Tommy gun firing away and hanging on the roof, hanging on the roof, like climbing (laughs) up. I'm like, that's a spry old man. Like good for you, buddy. I'm not, I'm not sure I could jump off the roof like that without hurting several things that I forgot existed on my body. Um, and and then he goes out in the street and he's firing away. And I'm like, okay, this is this has got to be one of those scenes where they're kind of poking a little bit of fun at the gangster movies. Um, <clears throat> and so that scene in particular, I was like, okay, well, that one's kind of funny. Like it's it's ridiculous. But what I know of the Cohen brothers is they're kind of ridiculous. Like before right. before this, we had Raising Arizona. You know, that was one of the one of the movies before this one. And I'm like, that one is you've got mixed in. You know the drama. You've got the comedy, everything else. But at least you know that that one is leaning hard on the comedy. Yeah. This one wants you to think, or at least I thought it was leaning hard on the drama, but then still having some of those absurd moments. I was like, mm, I don't know. It mm-hmm. just does. I don't know. That doesn't fit for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, any other scenes, any scenes in this movie? Um, you know, basically the movie boils down to, um, cops raiding a bunch of places, Gabriel Byrne getting punched in the face. Um, you know, but other than those, are there any other scenes that when you look at this movie, you're like, oh, that wasn't a, That was a pretty good scene. I'm, like I'm, I'm, keeps... I'm gonna go ahead and pick mine and say it was the it was uh leo's character you know firing the gun away even though i had yeah. i had problems with some of the absurdity of him not hitting anything um i will say that was probably one of my most memorable scenes of the movie
0: It was kind of fun when he was uh meeting with the um mayor and the chief of police and that was always fun you know he's talking to those guys or you know, some of those scenes or he comes walking out of whatever establishment gets busted and the, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty fun Mm -hmm. and everyone, everyone respects the guy, you know, right up until they don't, but you know, everyone will kind of, um, you know, they don't really give the guy a hard time. And and when they have to, it's not personal, it's business, you know, So I I thought some of those traits were, were pretty good, but um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for anything else. Not because I didn't like the scenes. The scenes were good. That's kind of what kept me going through the movie, but I was just usually spent most of the scene trying to go like, what's, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. And what's this guy's deal? You know, fight back or punch back or, you know? Yeah. Are, are, are we serious? Like, why, why do we get the – again, I'm going to bring up the music again. Why is that his – represent? like, why does that theme represent him, mm-hmm. you know? And why was he throwing up in the forest? Was he just nervous about not finding him and he thought he was going to die?
1: I think so. Okay. I think
2: that was the intention. But again, it's the motivation. Like, I don't think they – they didn't tell us why. And I don't think they sh- – they thought they were showing instead of telling. Uh-huh. And they weren't showing us enough.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess.
2: Because, yeah that's, yeah, that's one of those spots.
1: Bo, did you have a scene or anything else that was um, memorable?
2: I, yeah. The, it's not even for the scene itself. It's for the setting. I love the the warehousey parking garagey structure with the the concrete beams but we've got a leather couch mm-hmm. a nice set of table and chairs a little you know we've got a nice little sitting area here the part of the scene i like you know he's got the chair and he's going to hit him with it right like that whole battle <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. thing is fun but what 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 about that scene i remember is just the the juxtaposition of the empty industrial concrete surroundings but no we got we got a nice leather couch mm-hmm. cuz we're going to have a sit down here like yeah
1: hence hence that my was. one of the three questions asking about your favorite piece of furniture cuz i'm like <laughs> that was one of the first things we commented on when we're watching this movie like this movie has really nice furniture yeah it does like yeah. i don't know that i can follow the story but that that couch really you know that rug really pulls the room together. That's ties
0: the room together, <laughs> and maybe that's yeah. a Coen Brothers uh, thing. I don't know. I never it's thought a, about it. It's that a furniture
1: way. thing. I do love when he picks up that chair and he smashes a guy in the face, and <laughs> yeah. he's just like, yeah. oh! he's like, "Geez, Tom!" And then he runs away. <laughs> it's like yeah. wait a minute, <laughs> and then he comes back with reinforcements. But I thought, wait, is he just is he just gonna leave? <laughs> yeah. Are, are, are you are you are you crying? Are you crying. <laughs> Are you crying?
0: There's no Cry- crying in the mafia. <laughs> but I, and then I was going to ask another question that that and I didn't quite get what was going on. It was it about but, waffles?
2: Uh,
0: no, it wasn't about waffles. Okay, but it was about <laughs> this chair. Time.
1: This time it wasn't.
0: I don't know if I think of it, I'll let you know. But somehow the chair kind of jogged the memory. Okay, of what was going and why? Smashing and a chair on that, somebody's but, face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A chair tied the room together yeah no,
0: no. I, I don't know what it was i lost okay. it whatever it is I, that's all right I, I thought i knew the plot of this movie but uh, no i lost it yeah
1: right. that's fine that's fine all right well are we ready for three questions then
0: i i suppose i don't sure know
1: that there's really much to
0: unpack with the movie
1: right I... you know i i think it's it's one of those movies that i think it's worth a watch like, I yeah. think it's, yeah. I think it's worth watching. I mean, maybe one, if you like, if you're a Coen brothers fan, you know, you may really enjoy this movie as it is, you know, I, I appreciate some of the performances in it and I get kind of what it's going for. It's not one that I think I'm going to rewatch. Um, I think
2: that's it. Like it bears a watching once it's, but there's nothing that calls you back to it.
1: Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Well, I understand more. Maybe. I don't,
2: maybe. Yeah. I don't
1: know. That was actually one of the articles that I did read on this movie. The The person did say that they were like, they loved this movie the first time they saw it. They were like, Oh, just some of the visuals and the, it really captured me. And I it have, I have come to understand it. It's very nice and it's yeah.
2: very Sonnenfeld. So that makes sense. Right.
1: I mean, right. And they said, use I have
2: color and some of the things he does is just awesome.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, they said, I have come to understand the story better on repeat viewings. So I was like, well, okay. I, I don't know. I got plenty of other things to watch, so I don't know I'm coming back to this one anytime soon, but fair enough. All right. Three questions.
0: He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions.
1: It's impossible to answer.
2: Impossible because you don't know the
1: answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Wow! Mm-hmm. That's,
2: For a second, mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say it. No, uh,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, moving on, and I am yeah. just and I am just gonna snap. <laughs> moving right along. Moving right along. Yeah.
2: Foot and
1: fancy <laughs> There we go. See, you told us you didn't have a good singing voice. I don't. <laughs> that wonderful. That was fine. It's
2: it's, it's it's more like a crowing rooster.
0: Yeah, that was fine. I didn't. I didn't hey, care. man. You know my last name. Mm-hmm. I like crowing roosters. That's
1: true. That's true. All right, question number one. What is the best piece of furniture you ever owned? Is there a piece of furniture that you can look back and you be like, you know what? That defined me as a human being.
0: I, I, I had one, man. I'll tell you, you, I tell had me, one. Tell me about, yeah, it. I hear about this, it. Was it a rug? It was not a rug. <laughs> it was not a rug. It was okay. this white chair. Mm. It was this white okay. chair. White and, is a bold um, choice. Well, it was college. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, it was that's college, an even bolder was, choice. <laughs> and it was, uh, like, uh, some neighbors, you know, some friends were like, Hey, we're getting ready. You guys need this. And it was like, Okay, you sit in this chair. And my goodness, this thing was comfortable. And people would come, it would be in my dorm room, then it was in my uh, 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 apartment. It went with me all the way through college, it survived. And then I think I gave it away or something, but people would come to. And I would like come into my dorm room, and like there were a couple of guys that I don't know how they got into my dorm room, but they'd be over just to sit in the chair. And I walk in and be like, "Hey, Pat," I said, "How you doing?" It's just like, man, this is a nice chair. And they would just hang out. And it was like, all right, that's cool, Sean. Yeah, that's fine. I'd talk to them and they'd hang out. And and uh, and then over in my uh, my apartment, you know, people would come over and like, "Hey, man, uh, do you mind if I take a turn on your chair?" No, that's not a problem. It was a comfort. It was a nice chair. You could sleep in it sit in it do work in it i mean it was a nice chair it was a nice chair
1: and it survived college as a white chair
0: it made it all five years okay wow that's
1: right
2: was it and it was still white at the end mostly i
1: don't shine a black light on it but sure
0: no man no you know i mean i'm just saying it was it it was a decent chair it was nice nice it was. It was good.
1: All right, yeah, Bo. What show. do you got?
2: Wow, defined me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it one, doesn't have
1: to have defined you as a human being. I just
2: <laughs> the first one that popped into my head isn't actually a piece of furniture; it's more an appliance. But okay, uh, I uh, in my early twenties I had a kegerator in the house. So, But that's more of an appliance. I, so I guess if I had to
1: go with a piece of furniture. I, remember, I feel like I remember the kegerator.
2: Oh, I'm sure mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to go with a piece of furniture, I think I'd probably go similar along the lines with Pat. I, uh, um, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, bought me a recliner for mm-hmm. Christmas one year. And you know, Pat mentioned you could fall asleep in his chair. I think my recliner was was a friend of mine, and it's still here, but it is relegated to basement duty now. It's actually in the corner over there. Yeah. I have podcasted from it before.
1: The year was 1999, <laughs> and uh, as as any good story starts, um, and we were going to party like it was 1999. And, uh, I was in the dorms. We were, I mean, it was kind of a requirement at that point. Yeah. Um, and I had some friends, we were, we were in the dorms and I had some friends who ultimately at the beginning they were roommates with each other. And then at some point, um, we kind of switched because I, I was having trouble with my roommate. I really couldn't stand my roommate and, um, then uh, the other person couldn't stand their roommate, so we kind of switched roommates at some point. But before cool. we did that, these guys had this plan. They were going to, uh, you know, because in the in the dorms you had the uh, your beds were kind of like set up like bunk beds, kind of you know like a lofted deal, um, <clears throat> or you could take them apart and have them be two separate. But uh, they wanted to do something a little bit different, so they actually went to the hardware store and they bought a whole bunch of. Uh, equipment and 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 wood and other stuff, so that <clears throat> they had one of the beds that was kind of you know up even a little bit further, and they put their desk under it, so they had a little bit more room there for their desk. And okay. then what they wanted to do was they wanted to put a couch in their dorm room. Now, I have not been into a dorm room in a while, but it is my understanding that college students today would not quite understand what dorm rooms were like when we were in college. Apparently, really? apparently today they live in luxury housing, um, and, and, and it's actually a, a place that you would enjoy going to, oh. uh, unlike the closets that we lived in uh, when we lived in the dorms. And uh, the dorm that I was at at University of Illinois, it was it was one of the kind of older, smaller dorms. Anyway, it was part of the (laughs) it was part of the building called the six pack. So if that kind of tells you anything at all, there it um, is. mm -hmm. that was it was the nickname. It was like six buildings together, kind of linked together as one kind of compound. And so it was referred to as the six pack. Yeah. Uh, Give you an idea as to what went on there. And um, so they had set this up so that they actually were going to put a couch in their room and they had lofted one of the other beds even higher so that the couch could go under there. And then they were going to have their TV and they were going to have a little like video game set up and whatever. So whoever wanted to could come to their room, sit on the couch, play video games. And the beds were all out of the way enough that they weren't taking up all the space in the room. Otherwise, no way could you have ever fit a couch in a dorm room. And so the way I ended up getting the chair that stayed with me for several years was they wanted to go get this couch, but they obviously didn't have a whole lot of money. So I was the only person of our group of friends that had a car while we were down there. And so they're like, okay, can you drive us to the Salvation Army store? Cause I know they've got them some furniture for sale down there. I think we can get a couch real cheap. Um, you just drive us down there and and we'll get it figured out. Like, okay, cool. Now we were college students. We did not necessarily plan ahead. They found a couch. It was a reasonable price. It was covered in images of quails, um, which cool. didn't seem to bother anybody. That was, they thought that was fine. Um, and then while we were there, we also found, in my mind, it kind of looks like, it, it's not quite as big and as imposing. It's, it's a little bit smaller, but it had the shape of like the Emperor's Throne in uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh. So kind of, kind of some of that little, little shape without the kind of overhanging piece on it. But, um, and it was kind of yellowish orange. Okay. It was probably the, well, according to my parents, when I ended up bringing it home one summer, um, and my wife, it was probably one of the ugliest chairs you've ever seen, but we ended up using this chair to sit in and play Pac-Man on the old Atari. And it was the color of Pac-Man. So it got dubbed the Pac-Man chair.
2: Nice.
1: Sure. to me well this done. this chair was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I spent many hours not going to Cla I mean sitting in this chair um, and playing some video games. Right now, the funny part of the story, they got that chair the same time they bought the couch and they ended up not wanting the chair when they moved out of that dorm room. So they just gave it to me. They're like, here, take it. And that chair stayed with me for like the rest of college brought it home. At one point, one of the legs fell off. I still kept it. You know, you you kind of slanted a little bit when you sat in it, but you know, it's, it's all good until finally, I think somebody threw it away when I was out at work for the day. So right. Pac-Man chair went bye-bye. The funny part of that story is when they bought the couch, but when they bought the couch, they realized, "Wait a minute, John has a Pontiac Grand Am. We can't put okay. the couch on top of a Pontiac Grand Am no. and drive you. it and drive it back to the dorm."
2: Although, if you had pictures, would be nice.
1: <laughs> it would yeah. have been. Now, what I wish we had done is, I songs wish songs would have been sung. Songs of would have been sung, and and I wish. Well, songs could have been sung of Basemans the <laughs> <what a fucking laughs> basement of Basements. Basements. <laughs> <laughs> songs would have been sung basements would have flooded yes well it it did rain that day so so the rest of that story is maybe the basements did flood because of the rain we're talking real Um, wrath of god type stuff here real real wrath of god basement flooding (laughs) oh it's it's going to take weeks to get through to that basement um so, no, they bought the couch and uh, then realized, whoa, hold on a second, uh, John's car way too small to um, take this thing back the, uh, like, uh, it's a little short of two miles, maybe a mile and a half, back to the dorms. And so uh, the decision was made then to carry the couch back <laughs> the mile and a half from the Salvation Army store to the dorms. yes. Yeah, So there were there, we kind of took turns. Uh, There were about three or four of us and we took turns and I was like driving my car back, kind of following along with them. And then I'd switch off and let somebody else drive my car and I'd help carry part of it. Right. Um, About three quarters of a mile. So about halfway back to the dorms, it just starts pouring down rain. (laughs) So we have this, we have this used quail couch uh, and Pac-Man chair. The Pac-Man chair actually got to go in the car, so that was fine. Right, um, right. So that made it safely back. And uh, But we ended up going three-quarters of a mile, carrying, um, we look like army ants, probably just carrying this couch three-quarters of a mile right. back to the dorms, right. in the pouring down rain. Got sure. back to the dorms. This couch was soaked, and so we kept it, I think for like three or four days, we kept it in the stairwell of the dorms um, because we didn't want to bring it in anybody's room and have it smell up the place. Mm -hmm. So we kept it in the stairwell. We dried it out. We kept spraying Febreze on it nonstop for about three or four days and ultimately ended up being fine. But we, uh, yeah, it was uh, anybody who watched us was, was getting to watch the adventure of these, you know, like three or four idiots just carrying this couch in the pouring rain. It's awesome. Down the street from the Salvation Army store. That's awesome. And basements flooded. And basements flooded. We had a couch that we couldn't get up into my
0: buddy's apartment and it got stuck in the stairwell and it was just, so then someone got a chainsaw and we chainsawed it in half, carried the two halves up and then just.
1: Well, that's, that's one way to do it.
0: That, that was the, that was the one way. Yeah. So.
1: All right. (sighs) All right. uh, Favorite John Turturro role. Question number two.
0: I've got mine. I, yeah. I'm waiting just cuz I don't want to like No, go. I'm going to go with the same. I think I've used this movie in like the last 2 months of, you know, uh uh three questions. I'm going to say uh Jesus Quintana in mm-hmm. um in Big Lebowski. <laughs> just just so much of that movie in my mind is just perfect. Yeah. And uh he was just <laughs> unbelievably incredible uh in his role. So I would say I would say that.
1: Excellent choice, Bo. What have you got? Um,
2: from uh, thirteen conversations about one thing, hmm. uh, the character called Walker. That I that I remember him in.
1: Okay. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that one.
2: It's a very interesting movie. It's sort of in the. Um, Love Actually, New Year's Day style, where a bunch of different little stories, but how they all connect
1: around something. Okay. Uh, yeah. well, Pat uh, D. Graves from the Surely you Can't Be Serious podcast. Uh, he yeah. shared your answer. Yeah. Um, he he was going this uh, this time around. He was going with the disturbing gifs uh, that he was sharing with me on Facebook to to kind of answer these questions. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a gif where. Um, Jesus Quintana is licking the uh, bowling ball. Yeah. But the gift just keeps replaying that over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know.
0: That's it is. I've seen that one. Yeah. That's good. So it's. um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's a loop. Nobody needs to. Yeah. That's right. Mm hmm. So, uh, yeah. So that was that was his answer Um, at Tristan Martin on Twitter said, oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, He plays a character called Pete Hogswallop in that one that was actually my answer to um was uh pete from oh brother where art thou there are so many lines from that movie uh that we end up uh, sharon and i used to watch that movie when it came out we saw it in the theater we might, I mean, we might have even seen that in the theater a few times um bought the soundtrack for it. it's got a great soundtrack um for that sure. movie it's like some of the old-timey music and um I think it was one of the guys from the Oklahoma contingent even said that they, it might have been Tristan, um, said that as part of their high school choir group, they sang the Man of Constant Sorrow song that they sing in that. Um, I, I'm, I'm seeing Bo's face. I can only imagine you just saw the gif I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've, <laughs> we've, we've lost Bo. <laughs> <laughs> we got a man down. And I, and I don't know what that hand motion was, Bo, because I know the GIF is Jesus Quintana with a bowling ball. You look like you were trying to milk a cow. <laughs> so I don't know. You can't breathe right now, but I don't know what you were trying to tell us. <laughs> okay. It's it's uh, one word, two syllables. <laughs> Oh. we'll, we'll get we'll give Bo a moment <laughs> okay yeah. yeah he's in, he's deep in it man <laughs> <Wait>. oh
0: <laughs> I think he's crying I think he, I think the man is crying <laughs> we've brought him to tears
1: man down Ethan man down
0: <laughs> oh man
1: all right well we'll give Bo a moment to recover uh but yes D Graves said uh Jesus Quintana and uh both Tristan and I said oh brother And, uh, yes, so we we quote that movie all the time. All the time. No. (laughs) Bo? (laughs) Nope. Nope, we're still. For for those playing along at home, Bo has, (laughs) because he can't compose himself at this point, he has muted his microphone. I know. So he's, he's, he's doing his best. We can all see him on the Zoom call, so we'll know if he falls oh. out of his chair and doesn't get back up again. We'll all know that he's either okay or not okay, but...
0: Oh.
1: well, Are you, are you back with us? Have you returned? Not, not sure. It's a, it's a little touch and go at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have said touch and go with that gif. Oh, man.
2: Oh. it's the the um uh, yes <laughs> I saw that one but the one, the one that is just killing me is <laughs> oh, I know the one that <laughs> yes the...
0: <laughs> where's polishing the bowling ball yes. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. I I pulled that I pulled that one up too. (laughs) Uh. I
2: I
0: I do need to ask, have you seen the one where he goes, woo, and he does have you seen that one? (sighs) With the pelvic thrust. Have you guys have you seen that particular GIF? Yes. All right. Oh, that's another more, great one. More disturbing.
1: Bo. More disturbing is this one. Let me share my screen for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's yep. pretty rough. Yep,
2: found that one too.
1: <laughs> well, it only took until episode three hundred seven until we lost Bo. <laughs> Starting next week, we'll be looking for a new co-host. <laughs> oh,
2: oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh man the problem is i gotta stop screen sharing this because i'm just hypnotized at this point
2: eight year olds dude like, eight year olds oh my
1: god it's like i can't at this point i can't look away
2: <laughs> oh my god
1: oh, i can't look that away was my problem i
2: called it up and i just couldn't stop staring i know it's like,
1: a, it's like a train wreck <laughs>
2: I've seen the movie how many times? I don't know. Oh, man.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Well, for those playing along at home. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> Feel free to search <laughs> Big Lebowski <Yeah>. gifs. <laughs> Have fun. You'll, yeah. you'll Have know. The... You'll know what we're talking about. Wow. <clears throat> mm.
2: I think it's the, something about the repetitive nature of the GIF. Uh-huh. Yeah. That makes it even funnier than mm-hmm. when you see it in the movie.
1: Yeah. Because you know it's just, just gonna it's just gonna go on forever. <laughs> it's not gonna yeah. stop.
2: Nope. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh man
1: mm. you were saying
2: <laughs> yes
1: ah. <laughs> we did have a third question question number three <laughs> uh did we get everybody i think we got everybody yeah we yeah, got everybody yeah all right you said um mm. uh it was the favorite john tutorial role i said oh yeah, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. brother yeah oh brother yeah and you said yeah 13 okay all right, so question number three. What is the most iconic hat or headgear in film? I might have said film or and television, but, yeah. What's the most iconic hat or headgear? I, now, I threw headgear in there because I wanted to cause some problems. Um, otherwise, as a few people commented, uh, Indiana Jones's fedora may be the only correct answer if, I, if it was I hat. I think it
0: is. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you, could, you could argue, I guess if you wanted to, you could argue, you'd be wrong, um, but you could argue... Um, Crocodile Dundee's hat, um, mm. you know. You could argue the Sorting Hat from Harry Potter. Um, you know, there's a few other things, but I, in terms of iconic, I think if it's hat, you, you got to go. Yeah. Indiana Jones. I now, think was way.
2: thinking. I was thinking Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, dear Stalker.
1: Yeah. Um, now, with headgear thrown in the mix, you could go with any kind of like you could go Darth Vader's helmet. You could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett's helmet you could do you know any of the like the Rocketeer helmet any of those you could go with any of those because headgear could be anything
0: yeah I'd say if you're going to go headgear you go Darth Vader otherwise it's uh, Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. now Bo might call the audible and say the hairnet that Quintana was wearing (laughs) in that last GIF I'm I'm not sure but uh...
1: (laughs) is there a GIF with just the hairnet
2: (laughs) I am fighting the urge to look (laughs) at the moment. I I know. I I, I know. It's like, no,
1: no. I will not avert my eyes. I'll look. I'll look for you. You know, you you go ahead. I'll look for you.
2: Oh, thanks.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) This this is a, this is one of the many services I provide.
0: And we appreciate you for Mm -hmm. it. That's why we love you. Fearless leader. Yeah. And it's funny because when I first saw the question, I misread it and read it as like, what is your favorite? And I'm like, oh everyone's gonna say Indiana Jones. So I gotta, you know, so I started thinking of some like hat or helmet designs that just were cool, you know. But then I then I reread the question, it was like, oh no, that's like a not what is your favorite, what is the most iconic hat or headgear in Mm -hmm. film. And it's like, well, I yeah, I I Indiana Jones is kind of the only thing, you know, unless you put headgear or yeah. hat
2: mm-hmm. once you include helmets then you've got you know things that can because the Iron Man helmet certainly has to qualify
0: yeah. there, you know mm-hmm. and and that would be so representative of just how they bring comic books to the movies because that thing with the heads up display and the way they made that tech you know mm-hmm. so cool but no I I think the hat Indiana
1: Jones's hat just just to give you an update no I'm just still stuck on him polishing the bowling ball
2: okay I, I could not how find long I, can uh... one
1: <laughs> I, I could not find any others <clears throat> well maybe how that's long. maybe that's one of the three questions <laughs> in and of itself <laughs> how long can one man polish a bowling ball
0: no uh...
1: <clears throat> well, if I if I sit here and I watch this it could be forever <laughs> And see, the funny thing about the GIF is, you have the guy who's sitting at the scoring table, just staring straight ahead the whole time.
0: Liam, right? Isn't it Liam?
1: I think isn't so. that his bowling yeah.
0: partner? Liam and me, we're mm-hmm. gonna mess you up.
1: <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh. so yeah, so we we had some other answers for this one. We had uh, at Tristan Martin on Twitter answered Indies Fedora. Um, yeah. Yep. And yep. uh, Jason Colvin on Facebook also said Indies fedora. Yep. Uh, D Graves had uh, I th- I think he probably would have agreed with those, but he also said uh, Doc Brown's headgear when he's first when he oh. first comes in, he's got that you know contraption oh, yep. on his head. Yep. Uh, yep. And um, Joan Cusack's headgear in Sixteen Candles.
2: Oh, good one. Yeah. Okay.
1: He had a picture of her when she's trying to drink the beer, and she's got the like the braces headgear on. Mm-hmm. Um, John, before he went to bed tonight, he told me that, uh, my son, John, he said that his favorite would be, um, the captain Rex, uh, clone trooper helmet from the clone wars cartoon. All right. Um, that was his. That's Solid. cool. So yeah, I think I got to, I mean, obviously if it, if it's hat, it's got to be Indy's fedora. Um, yeah. you know, if it's, if we're going headgear, like anything that can be worn on the head, I think I got to go with Darth Vader's helmet. Yeah. Cause I think even yeah. if you know, as iconic as Indiana Jones's is, I think if you showed somebody that hat, I, and you showed somebody the Darth Vader helmet, I think more people would know the Darth Vader helmet than they would the Indiana Jones hat. Yeah. Yeah. But, but definitely. I mean, that's anytime you see that hat, it's, you know where it's from. Right. Ah, all right. Well, I, I think we've learned a lot about each other tonight. We've learned a lot about ourselves. Um, We've we've polished up on a few things. Uh I feel like we have a, a pretty good sense of I'm sorry, I I had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going. I mean I'm I'm watching it right now and it's still going. It's just not stopping. It's just there's no there's no stopping it.
2: <laughs> no. It's I know it's sitting in the window behind the window I have up, Try mm-hmm. I'm trying to leave it there.
1: Yeah. It's I'm kind of like, you know, sometimes you get those YouTube videos that are like 10 hours of whatever that that some people just play. I'm almost thinking of, you know, this next Christmas. I, I can't imagine I'm going to get I, I probably get vetoed from the family. This might replace the Yule log that we put on the TV at Christmas. time. There <laughs> you
2: go. OK, so one of these gifts is taking me to a story that you guys have probably heard. But I had if I did hear about I had forgotten it. They were talking about a sequel to The Big Lebowski,
1: mm-hmm.
2: called The Jesus Rolls, mm-hmm. the two decades later sequel.
1: Didn't they do oh, one? Really?
2: Well, it says it was going to hit the big screen in 2020. Well, you know, COVID. So I right. don't know what state it's in. Let's see what
1: IMDb says about The Jesus Rolls. Is a 2019 American comedy film written, directed, and starring John Turturro to double as a remake. Uh, remake of the 1974 French film Going Places, and as a spin off of the 1998 cult, cult film The Big Lebowski, in is, which Turturro reprises his role as Jesus Quintana. Yeah,
2: I mean, it reads like it's been shot. There's a little, oh my God, Octopher I think. He said, yeah, are, he's
1: in it. There might be a trailer. P. Davidson? Yeah, there is.
2: There's a minute and 15 50- it's like a trailer Oh my god So this is a thing They shot this
0: Oh, this is, this a-, is a thing
2: This isn't a mock-up they shot this. One more strike, we lock you up for good I have never seen anyone Lick a ball Before you throw a strike That's my style You look good I look like a million bucks, huh? (laughs) What a honey, huh? But I'm pro. I know you got a screwdriver.
1: are you a little old to be stealing cars?
2: Jesus! I thought you were in a slumber.
1: Just got up. So you celebrated by stealing my car. That was the first thing you did. Well, I I can't hack it in
2: the home. Should have thought of that first. (laughs) Right here. On the road flat broke hanging loose you're looking for trouble no, no, no you're beautiful I almost want to touch you get back here you bastard this is beautiful unbelievably beautiful what do you have to offer? This is Quintana <laughs>
0: 374 guys I had
2: did you count us in the total? of course not <laughs> Just carrying a piece, man. I gave it to her so she can trust us. And now, now she does, right? I'm okay.
0: Is that your car? Third generation.
2: The Swedish police used to use that. You got a gun? Go. Oh, what the We're <laughs> good together, no? Jesus, Quinta! Gonna hold you like a bowling ball. Woo! I've seen the preview and I still think it might be a joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you like a bowling ball.
2: Okay, somebody has seen it. There's a there's a review on IMDb. I was waiting to see this with great hopes of something good. It started out great, funny, wild, and then just went downhill after 15 minutes. I could barely make it through to the end.
1: It is a 22 on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: (laughs) We must find this film.
1: Okay, so question. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You can get it for 99 cents on Prime Video.
2: Hold on a second, though, because if we can get it on Plex, then it's even
1: easier. Well, that, that's true, with. too. Okay, so question. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. What does the room get? Oh. oh! The room gets 25% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Yeah, but doesn't the room get a bump just because, like... Cult status right
1: yeah maybe all right well as we jump down the rabbit hole of the jesus roles and uh whether or not we go track this movie down at some point um we have we've we've survived the uh the invasion of the gifts that we thought Mm -hmm. were gonna finish bo off for us but uh thankfully he's still Still here It, it might well i feel like i feel like as soon as we end uh this recording pat's gonna go watch either star trek or uh you know couple Of different movies and make a whole bunch of pancakes, Bo is just going to be enraptured by the uh, Jesus Quintana gif that's probably still playing right. non stop on his screen, just like on mine. Um, it's, on,
2: it's on a hidden window, but it's mm-hmm. there somewhere,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like this could become the new Rickroll, yes, like you, oh yeah. my god, very yes. much could, that could happen. You, you could Jesus roll people, <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: I think from now on, that's what we do. We trick people into clicking links that take them to this GIF. (laughs) I love it. I love everything about this. We will do this now. (laughs) All right. That's the new competition. I am now replacing the eighth grade promotion video for our district (laughs) with this GIF.
0: I I think that's it. I think that's it right there.
1: Congratulations, eighth graders. Here is our message to you about your future.
2: Boom. That's it. <laughs> Keep your balls clean.
1: <laughs> well
2: <laughs> you, you, a, you sound like
1: you sound like a, you sound like the commercials on Facebook for the manscaped lawnmower.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. oh. I, can't. I think it's our they, movie this time might have been Miller's Crossing, but I don't remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I, not sure. I just can't yeah. believe they made that movie.
1: I think we Millers crossed a line somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dear. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Miller's Crossing. <laughs> Mercifully, that's going to do it for Miller's Crossing. Uh, next time, you can come on back for the rest of our Crime Month. Uh, we're going to be doing Quick Change and Dick Tracy. And then our and Time Tracy. and Space Month. Tracy. Trace. Trace. Tracy. And then our Time and Space Month is Back to the Future Part 3, Star Trek, The Next Generation, The Best of Both Worlds, Spaced Invaders, and Mo Better Blues. Um, So come on back here for those. Thank you, Pat, and thank you, Bo.
0: Thank Thank you, John. John.
1: All right, everybody, be excellent. Go watch some good movies. Be excellent to each other, and we will see you back here next time.